Indeed. Uh, this time, since we're going to remember, because we currently are doing that, uh, we have the intro. Yar, I'm going to hit the big boy. I'm going to hit uh, the big boy. <laughs> I'm going to click on a play button, and okay. there we go. Five, six, seven, oh. eight. Uh, all right, now I think there's a, I, had, I had already clicked Look play on mine. I had to delay mine like a little bit. Look what you made me do. That's gonna be the lore through line for this one, at least. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. My name is Taylor Swifty. The thing is, is that is literally better than what the song is. It is literally an improvement even though it is objectively dumb as hell it's, <laughs> it's extremely did you get to the part in the song where she goes oh i'm sorry were you calling for the old taylor swift i'm sorry she's dead she, that's she's literally in my base <laughs> i again i wish any any change to the lyrics that someone makes as a joke is an improvement to the song okay 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 it's, i like it oh fucking god Okay, so um, I guess to point out uh, the the general consensus for WTNT, our official stance on Taylor Swift's Red Letter, Yellow Leather, her new song um, from her brand new album is not good. It's extremely not good. Um, so, so what we did uh, for this one to give you guys a little extra something special because we didn't want to burn ourselves out on doing, I think at this point, quite literally two and a half hours of questions on board games, um, is we, we did something new uh, for this episode. This episode, we're getting not only um, at least an initial question, but also the theme uh, for the question um, from you guys, the audience. And we got, we got a pretty decent amount. And so uh, what Daniel and I have decided to do is we have taken the list. We got eight submissions from a variety of people. We'll make sure to go over who submitted what uh, whenever we get to it. Uh, we put all of them in randomizer.org to determine the order. And uh, luckily, each theme that we got from you guys in the audience uh, was, also, it was also paired with your own teaser question, which is very nice. And so we're going to answer the teaser question as a duo. And then while doing that, we have to also come up with our own question inside of that theme and ask it to the other person who has to then, while answering that question, be thinking of and coming up with their own question for that theme until we move on, until we've gotten through all eight of them. Um, and that is the setup we have here. Um, with that, we've, we have already, we have already remembered the intro. <gasps> Waiting for microphone access. Is that him? Eggs. There he is. Jesus. Now with 50... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it blows a whole bunch. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening. <laughs> it's Taylor Swift's new song, dude. It's so bad, it's fucking up Look your internet. Look what it made me do. <laughs> um, but with that in uh, mind, with that in mind, um, what's the first one? Uh, the first one here. I'll go ahead and uh. I won't screen cap it. Hey, fuck you. I'm going to know what order they're in, and you won't. Uh, the first question. <laughs> uh, the Knock me down a peg. Yeah, bam. Get them. Uh, the first question we have, I'm going to go ahead and I guess change the background to red. 
That looks terrible. Um, the first question was, uh, the first theme, rather, was actually submitted by Sarah Lees. Her theme was superheroes. And the question she asks for both of us uh, is, uh, given for none of, none of these have a context with them, so that'll be up to us. Uh, but the question she submitted is, why supervillain, not regular chillin'? Ah. Yes. And man, you need to answer this question? Uh, yeah, I assume we would do it the same way that we had um, Jessel and Linny from Broken Table Commentary do it. Oh, where yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I kind of Okay. Yeah. Well, I know for starters yes. that one of the thing for for most supervillains mm-hmm. is that they see, aside from like, you get, you get your, your couple boys, like you get your Jokers, and you get, I think, Thanos, but usually, more often than not, a supervillain's whole deal is they see a thing that they themselves view mm-hmm. as an injustice. Yeah. And it causes them to think outside of the box of the regular confines of, of a morality system. And so what they are doing, they think is good. They think that these are good ideas. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, hey, it's peop- humans are bad. It's like humans are the reason the world sucks. Kill all of the humans. Yeah, get rid of them. Like they're doing it to protect the world. Just in their own twisted view. Yeah, just in their own twisted way. And so, albeit you may not uh, appreciate their uh, their methodology, Mm -hmm. they're at least making a change, and they're trying hard to make a change. You know what doesn't make a change? Chilling. Regular chilling. Regular chilling. Not even like, innovative this is, chilling. This is that sitting on a TV and watching a sitcom chilling. Mm-hmm. This is like you got home from work and are drinking one beer, and watching of of mice and men. That's not a sitcom. <laughs> watching Dharma and men, and watching <laughs> yeah, just one of those, one of those two. Uh-huh. Here's watching the most regular. Si- I guess at the time, I guess right now it would be like what Big Bang Theory. You come home from be. your desk job, and you watch Big Bang Theory while drinking a beer, mm-hmm. and you sit, and then eventually, like if if you're if you have a a stay at home wife, which you do if you're regular chilling. Yeah. She she has some food, and you guys just sit. You have your TV trays because. Today's, like, not so serious. Tonight's just kind of a night where you want to relax, like, every fucking wanna, night. Yeah, you want to unwind. When you just get home, and you're like, oh, I need to chill. Mm-hmm. And then she'll say, how was your day? You'll say, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, but one of the higher-ups really getting my goat. And she says, I'm sorry to hear that. They should they should realize, like, what great talent they have with you. And he's just like, well, it's just desk people like me can't make any leeway. I wonder fucking why. Maybe... If you invent a robot that like attaches to your brain waves and eats men, <laughs> like, maybe people would start to listen. They would do maybe, something. Maybe maybe Gabriel Chet in in HR will promote you. <laughs> see, in, in the approach I was gonna take, because again the context is up to us for here for this one, is is I'm looking at I'm looking at in the purpose of a narrative with a superpowered individual and I want to make an antagonist. Regular chillin', not a compelling antagonist. Super villains 
are, and they're only that more they're only more interesting the less powerful my protagonist is. It's like a regular dude, and he's just a pencil pusher doing his day to day job, right? And his and the antagonist of his story, and like this boring cubicle office story that I'm writing, is the fucking Joker is is specifically against this dude. And so, like, that is a fascinating story. Like, what's going on with that? that, that, that... Yeah, because the other, the, the opposite of that would just be the movie Office Space. Yeah, it would be the movie Office Space. The dude just and that movie's movie. already out. Yeah, it you already... can watch that whenever it's, you want. If I were to write it's it... It's a fine movie. It's, it's pretty good. Like, you like the stapler joke? Probably. That's probably the only thing you know about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, if I were to write that movie now, it'd be derivative, because, again, that movie literally exists. Yeah, but you just have, like, one guy, like, hanging out, like putting his coat on the community coat rack as he's walking into his cubicle and there just are bombs strapped to everybody that he knows <laughs> and the villain is just saying, you control the fate of everyone in this office. You make one wrong move and I'll blow up their torsos. And so he like pushes a button just so he knows that he's serious. And then just like, you know, Shannon over like, um, accounts receivable. In the, yeah, accounts receivable. It blows up, and and then he says, she will be held accountable for your actions. <laughs> and then you know, and then who knows? I mean, you'll probably lose, but at least there's something cool happening. Yeah, it's something interesting for once. And that's why <laughs> super villains and not regular chilling. All right. Uh, the question I have uh, in that same theme, in the superheroes theme for you, Daniel, is mm-hmm. um, you know we've all been there. You're at a new restaurant. You're you're trying to feel out what the theme of this place is. You've probably got a date with you. You're trying to be impressive, so you don't want to act like you're still learning about what the place is that you're at. And so you want to be mm-hmm. able to you know be quick with the questions. And then the waiter, you know, he's hitting you with the appetizer question. You know, the classic one that we've all gotten. And you're trying and you're trying to one seem seem cultured, um, and seem you know uh, seem like you're also you're you're with what modern popular culture is because you're trying to do a kind of a twofold impressive thing with this date here, um, which I am. And so and the, so the question for that one that I have for you, Daniel, is why salad or man, not soup or man? Yeah. Hmm. Well, here's the thing about soup or man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack. I can already tell Because you. everybody who likes Soup or Man, um, the people who really <laughs> like his stories, and who like actually for some reason read the shit, uh-huh. will argue against, oh, but he's actually not just like super, super powerful. The story is not just about how like overpowered he is. It's, it's he's really got to overcome some, some real stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Fucking pussies. I hate those guys. <laughs> Nothing makes me madder than people who genuinely like Superman. He's got all of the best powers. He gets to be creamy. He gets to also be served like hot, but also cool. You get the best of both worlds. He has heat and cool vision. Mm-hmm. Um, it just fits right in the spoon. You get to have a little bit more meat in your soup, yep. honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's also just way too strong, mm-hmm. and it can fly in my soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just pull it back. But on the, the main problem the I have with Superman mm-hmm. is that when Superman spills, that's a mess. Yeah, that is that is an actual thing. That's that's where you got to grab the mop bucket, and you got to grab the squeegees, 
and and you're gonna have like three different waiters like on the ground trying to get this up so nobody slips and fall. <laughs> Salader man. Yes. Is is more human. I can relate to Salader man because he's just made from everything that is grown from the earth. He is he is the lettuce, and I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. He is the cabbage. Uh-huh. I can relate to that. I think some carrots are in there. Really good. Depending on it, he's yeah. croutons, completely natural from the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Pull him right out of the dirt wherever you're walking. Pull him right out of the dirt. But the thing about it is, is that he's rough around the edges. He's not just the smooth thing that you get to look into and go, oh, okay, there it is. There's that soup, that pristine soup. This is a salad. There are bits hanging over the bowl. There are bits sticking out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a messy thing, but it's a beautiful thing. And you can relate to that kind of an endeavor. Yeah. Because as humans, we don't just get to be perfect like soup. Yeah. You, you and, then also, and then also, if, if Salad or Man takes a spill, like, you could actually just pick up each individual piece of that and just eat it still. Yes. Like, you can just grab it. Like, oh, oh no, a carrot fell out of a bowl. Great. Great. Grab the mop. No, you just you just take it. You eat it. You just go crunch. Mmm, that's a good carrot. Yummy. That's just not spoon liquid that's wasted in a rug. <laughs> <laughs> it's still usable. An, or if nothing yeah, it's else, still usable. Like, is yeah. it is it dirty? Yeah, sure. It's a carrot though. You can just spray it off. It's not like gonna fall apart. It's dirty. It's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And you know why it's good? Because of the harsh things it's had to be th- go through, be through, go through. Either way, mm-hmm. they had to grow. That's why they're so sturdy. <laughs> and that's why I can relate because, you know, if you've ever had a garden, you've watched the process. They have to weather the storm mm-hmm. and usually just that. But also sometimes animals. They have to weather the animals. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so It's a rough soup, life. It's just soup is just you, you put anything in a bowl and you pour some water in it or you put like a cream of a chicken in it. If you put milk in it, it's a cereal. Yes. That's a completely different hero. Uh-huh. That's like Dark Horse comics, and I'm not really familiar with that. Yeah, it's more of an um, indie thing. That's more of an indie thing. Uh, <laughs> so, but but that's why Salader Man, not I I think is just a better hero all around. Okay, solid. Um, so my question to you mm-hmm. is, you're not re- it's it's you. And your sidekick yeah, okay. are trying not to draw a lot of attention. You are going to this 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 uh, this big just corporate meeting. You 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 are Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. You're Bruce Wayne. It's a big corporate meeting. Okay. And you need to go there. And and uh, and you have your boy Wonder there too. Right. Like he's tagging along because it's your son. It's that one. It's oh, Dick Grayson okay. or whatever. Damian Wayne. It's it. your son one. Yeah. It's that Batman. Okay. <laughs> And so you guys are going to this big corporate thing for Wayne Enterprises, and you are you are choosing ah who do I want to be at this big ball mm-hmm. or this big like exclusive thing that I need to be at? Mm-hmm. So why Batman and Robin, not Hatman and Toboggan? At the all right, so uh... <laughs> it's a Wayne Enterprises corporate meeting. Um, all right, here here's the thing. Uh... It, it's uh, to to you know give some credit to Hatman and Toboggan uh, <laughs> to give some credit to that. Uh, it, it is important, mm. especially as a um, as an executive, to appear relatable uh, to my subordinates and to the investors at large because I don't I want them to think of me as a person. I want them to whenever they think of who's running the company, they think a human being is doing it. 
Um, not the, you know, embodiment of the justice and the hero that Gotham deserves. Um, and so, I mean, there, there, there's definitely there's some credence to that idea. However, at the end of the day, Wayne Enterprises is a, is a business, and it needs uh, products, and it needs sales to make sure that we keep all these people employed. And not only for, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the investors that we have in Wayne Enterprises, but also the numerous charities uh, that we're a part of. We're a part mm. of the Wayne Foundation. Uh, the, the, and so, you know, there's a lot of people who, 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 if we aren't there to provide for them, will go without. And especially on the hard streets of Gotham, are going to be, you know, subject to some of the seedier elements that we don't really want to talk about too often. But it is their reality. So with yes. that in mind... Getting Batman and Robin to show up in an event, that's a big fucking deal. Especially if it's if it's if I'm Bruce Wayne with Damian Wayne, I am there. It's I it's Batman's been around in Gotham for you know almost decades at this point. Like he is a staple of Gotham. Maybe when he was starting out, it was like, oh, he's a vigilante. Oh, we can't trust him. At the at the point when someone's been fighting crime on their own for over ten years. <laughs> you have to like not be as against that dude anymore because you're like well you know for the first several years I was iffy but he's still doing it and he is stopping all these criminals and if I can get him to show up ooh out of the blue at this at this Wayne Foundation event that shows that hey we we saw this person doing good he is doing good in the community and so we've decided to uh, to uh, have him here and then he just happens to be like I love Wayne Enterprises a, a spokesman <laughs> like Batman is going to be a huge boom to our quarter four sales. It's going to be a huge boom to our influx of money, which means we can not only make more money for our investors, get our employees some raises so they can help raise their families, but it's going to give us even more money for all the charitable work that we do, and so we can we can help kind of all the facets of our business. And given that I am specifically Bruce Wayne when he has his son Damian Wayne with him, that is a really good moment of a father-son thing for him. One, he and, he and me, we get to have this nice father-son Batman, Batman and uh, Robin thing that we get to do together. Mm-hmm. That's nice. We like doing it. And I also get to finally let him into the business side of the stuff that I do. So he gets to see and be a part of both halves of my life. And that's really important, being a single father in the DC universe, is to be able to share both halves of your life with your child. I like it. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. I like it. I like, um, uh, I think my favorite part is just picturing Batman uh, in his non-Batman voice saying, I love Wayne Enterprise. <laughs> it's a total corporate shill, Batman. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. He just starts wearing advertisements on his cape. <laughs> just like right above the bat symbol is also just like, you know, diet Sprite. <laughs> which I assume is like the drink of Gotham. He's uh, he's fighting Superman. Because it's like crime, crime riddled. <laughs> so I can only assume that they only have diet Sprite. He, uh, he's about to fight Superman and he hits him with the, do you bleed? And then Superman's like, no. And he goes, you will. And when you do, I recommend Band-Aid brand bandages. They're <laughs> the best thing to keep your blood from getting everywhere. <laughs> and then Robin says, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I don't know what Robin sounds like. I can tell you, it is not ever that. <laughs> it, it's me, the boy wonder. There have been several Robins, and so there have been a lot of different voices for the character, and he's been different ages. It has never ever... My mom and dad died on a trapeze. <laughs> <laughs> not this time, though. You're my dad. <laughs> my Robin. 
Mm, all right. Look out for the penguin! <laughs> just, he says, at the zoo. <laughs> and the thing is, his voice is super recognizable. Immediately, the cover's blown. They're like, hold on. Is it, oh, okay, that's Damon Wayans. Yeah, no, dope. What is he? Is Damon... <laughs> how, did you, how did you solve the mystery of Robin? Did you just fucking say that's Damon Wayans? And so in, Damon this, Wayans. in yeah. this universe, it's Bruce Wayne and Batman, the standard, you know, the gruff, lovable billionaire, and then his son, Damon Wayans, are a crime-fighting <laughs> duo fucking on the streets. Jesus Christ. I would pay a million dollars a ticket to see... No, I wouldn't. I would never pay that much for a movie. I would go and see it at least one time, and that's probably it in theater. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd be interested. It'd be like Rush Hour, but a little, a little worse. I don't know if it's a little more or a little less, because to do that in like an established superhero franchise, mm-hmm. it's just such a bad idea. Yeah, it's. But it's... they had Tobey Maguire in any movies so. <laughs> they had him playing Seabiscuit you know the famous comic book character uh, oh yeah 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 that's a dark horse comic <laughs> <laughs> oh boy man this one this episode is off to the races huh alright <laughs> I sure I sure hope that 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 I have a saddle. (laughs) The next fucking theme (laughs) is from... The next fucking theme (laughs) is... Is from from Linton Lees, and his theme that he submitted was birthdays. God damn it, I was really hoping it wasn't birthdays. (laughs) Yes, it is. The theme is birthdays. Um, And the the question he asks, uh, again, pertaining to the theme of birthdays, is why presents... And not futures, and he does specify the rapper. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and I'll take lead on this one. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, here's the here's the thing with future. His lyrics are explicit, um, and he talks about shooting people with gun bullets and doing drugs, uh, and also disrespecting women. And all of those things are fun are fine in a party environment and in the environment of the songs he creates. However. You don't just get birthdays when you're an adult. In fact, if anything, you get less of them uh, as, far as, as far as they actually matter once you become an adult. And so a majority of birthdays when they're like important and you actually get like presents and gifts are when you're a child. And just future the rapper, not just his music, giving them a person. One, I'm not even going to get into all the like racial implications of why that's a bad thing. But also giving it, he's not a good role model to give your children um, and also, it's it's a thing a lot of parents don't consider is giving your child another human being is a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of raising they have to do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, you know you know upkeep uh, feeding they have to do. And clearly, they don't have any context of how to do that well because you're their parents and you gave them a person. So clearly, <laughs> where they're going to learn how to do it well uh, on and top of it just being alive. It's multiple futures. Yeah, it's several futures. It's not even just the one multimillionaire rapper. It's several of them that this kid now has to raise. Uh, and so it's, it is yeah, just it's a like lot. It's like the equivalent of when a parent is like, oh, you know what would be great for my small child that doesn't really know anything about the world or mm-hmm. what anything is? Let's get it a puppy, which is essentially slightly dumber than the kid is. Yeah, and just have barely. The kid, have the and, kid take care of this. I'm not saying Future is like as dumb 
is no, an he, animal. He, I'm just saying that the man. hook I'm reading right now says, scrape it out the pot when I cook it. Scrape it out the pot when I cook it. Scrape it out the pot when I cook it. Scrape it out the pot when I cook it. Make me want to, or make me have to cook it off the counter. Make me have to serve you with the hammer. Make me have to put it in the freezer. Make me have to put it in a pamper. <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, I get, I get, I really, I, I've been in that situation. I understand that future looks a adorable in the store but just leave him there and yeah don't and the bring thing about it is, is that especially with so many you know that there's just a mill somewhere that is pumping uh, out futures and the and thing is, wanna, is that when you, you support that when you get a future like just a purebred future that's not good um, no. the thing about it is, is that like pure pure breed of dogs they have a lot of deficiencies that come mm. along with their breeds there's a reason why they're so like animals or especially like dog breeds have like they'll go for just kind of anything it's a it's a passing of the genes Mm -hmm. but instead of like letting there be new futures or like you know semi-future or like kind of like later in the day distant future future. yeah yeah you're just getting the same exact one and so all of the issues that that future has are those issues are getting passed down to all of the other futures not to mention you are probably having to breed one future with another future just to make sure that you're still getting futures. Yeah. And so those are going to be born with a lot of birth defects. Mm-hmm. And it's like gonna eventually be... you're going to start getting futures where their legs are too short or like their paws <laughs> are too big. <laughs> <laughs> or, they say, or they say shit too real, too real, screaming for your life, skirt, 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 yeah, skirt. And, and, and it's just too much. It's too much for an adult to handle, let alone a kid. And so again, that, that, that's why you just give them a present. And you don't give them several futures. Yes. <laughs> Got a song called Draco. I know. Right, that's pretty yeah. good. Mask all right. Off. Well, I during all that, I wasn't thinking of a question for you. Do you have one for me? Uh, let's see what I can do here. The theme is birthdays. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Daniel. Uh, uh, the, the theme is birthdays. And this one, it's, uh, it's you're setting up a theme birthday party for, for someone. This person is an adult. I mean, they're just really into, like, medieval um, uh, design and medieval kind of themes and stuff like that. Um, and so, with that in mind, uh, and you've got the cake all set up, but, Daniel, why why candles, not torches? Why candles, not torches? And and one more time, what's, what's the context? Uh, the, the context is you have the cake for a birthday party, but it is medieval-themed for this person. That's, like, a big mm. thing for them. They're really, really into it. Okay, well, here is the thing. It is a... It is a medieval themed cake yes but and torches are good mm-hmm. but a lot of people in the medieval times equate torches to to usually like attacking or riots or these these kinds of things mm-hmm. and so if i want to represent that in medieval times i just want to do the axes and I want, to, I want to do the weaponry. I want to do the bows. I want to do the arrows. I want to do the beards. I want to do the helmets. I want to have those things. But another thing that is true of medieval times, in addition to just warfare being a, a prominent thing that people think of, yeah. um, is that there was also no actual source of electricity. Mm-hmm. There were no light bulbs. Mm-hmm. And so to not use candles means that you're ignoring one of the most used utensils and, and uh, I guess the only kind of real reading apparatus <laughs> that you can get you once night fell, mm-hmm. just in the whole, in the whole uh, timeline of medieval, which I can only assume is like uh, 1700s to like 1950s. 
Um, it, it was ended by the invention of the bowl. It was ended by the invention of the bowl, which is a reference to our other episode. So that's good luck with that shit, dark idiots. Um, and so, and another thing is that torches are big. Like if they I are. made this cake, I will. I will say personally. Because I, I hate store-bought cakes. They always do the icing wrong. There's always way too much fucking icing. Yep. Um, it's just way too much fondant. And so it's just, oh, good. I want people to just eat a bunch of, like, shitty silly putty for a little while. And then eventually there's some, like, moist cake in there. Except for it's not when you get it store-bought. So I'm making a cake. And I don't know mm -hmm. how to make a big cake. If I stick a torch in a cake I made, the cake is destroyed. There's yeah, not over. much cake. I can fit a single torch in the center and break the cake. And that's it. They could come in to a big crumbled up mess and there's a torch and they said, oh, okay. So you didn't want me to have a cake for my birthday. That's good. Cool torch though. Yeah. yeah good thanks. job. And so instead what I think is a good idea is I have the candles on the cake and then all of the lights are off. So they walk in. It's just like medieval times. They're walking into this house. They're only barely seeing the thing that says happy birthday, Sean, oh, okay. like hanging like from the gallows. And because <laughs> that was a thing in medieval times. Sure. And so they see it and they're seeing it just in the glint of the candlelight. And then so they pick up, they, they grab like one of the candles, just kind of snoop around a little bit. Yeah. And then that's when we bust out with the torches <laughs> Not on the cake, in like a in like a uh, uh, what do you call those things where you ambush the guy? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and we just say, oh, surprise!" And he says, "Oi, you got me, Gaval. Thanks for the medieval party." <laughs> Sean is our Jewish friend who really likes um, medieval <laughs> medieval hullabaloo. My favorite yeah. Jewish word. Medieval chutzpah. Mm, mm -mm. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, uh, my question based around birthdays uh -huh. is, mm, okay, <laughs> um, is that you yeah. and your family Okay. Are having a birthday party. Ooh, all right. And you need to do something for a prize. Okay, we have like an event going on. Got it. There's an event. All right. And so what they're going to do, because the only thing your parents have in their room is one blindfold. And so they put, <laughs> they put the blindfold on you. Okay, okay. <laughs> this isn't bad. Hold on. <laughs> you gotta get bear with me. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. put the blindfold on you, and they said, okay, well, we put the blindfold on them. Now what? So then they grab you, and they start spinning you in circles. Okay. Okay, and they're like, okay, we've put the blindfold on the boy. We've spun him around. What game do we have him play here? And so my question to you, Drew, is why... Pinata, not pin the tail on a donkey. Uh, I, I, so I think the context here is I'm, is is I am I in my parents' bedroom when I get spun around because that's where they found no, the blindfold. Oh gosh, no, Drew. Okay. Okay. They like I won't say that like your parents are not good people. 
because one, they didn't plan ahead. Okay. They didn't know what to do with you because it was your birthday. So they said, oh, there's a blindfold upstairs. Get that for the boy. They grab it, put it on you, and just start spinning you in a circle. Uh-huh. Okay. But, like, so- they're not going to take you up to, like, their room where the only thing, aside from, like, what I'm assuming is a dresser, is a blindfold. <laughs> and, like, leave you up there. Sit on the floor. Uh, the reason why not pinata is actually it comes down to the fact that they spun me. Um, pin the tail of the donkey, it has sufficient difficulty by the fact that you can't see and it's such a narrow target that they don't need the added uh, difficulty of spinning you. They typically just kind of shove you back and forth so that you can't physically be in the same spot. Um, spinning, uh, me for the pin, spinning me to do that, uh, one, it does take more effort than nothing. And so if they're going to invest that much effort into it, they would want to have it be for something that needed it. So something like a pinata. Also, if I'm playing Pin the Tail on the Donkey and I'm dizzy on top of not being able to see, I got a sharp tack. I might stab someone to death trying to get that the tail in there, and you don't want to risk that. At most, I'm just going to hit someone with a bat a couple times, and they'll scream, ow, uh, and then I'll probably quit. Uh, but if I stab them I with like, the thing. I like yeah. that if you, if you were to hit a man with a bat yes. and they scream, you would stop. But if you are holding what is essentially like a thumbtack. Yes. You would stab a man to death. <laughs> it comes under where I hit. stopping, which realistically I think would take hours. I think it would take hours to kill somebody. It depends on where you hit. It, it's I can I can fuck up with a with a donkey tail and get you right in the jugular, <laughs> right in the jugular with that thumbtack. Whereas even if I hit you in the head right in with the jugular the, with the donkey tail, whereas, <laughs> if, if I hit you in the head. With, like, this this wiffle bat. I mean, yeah, it, it'll hurt a little bit, but it's not going to be, like, an instant one-hit KO like the thumbtack mm. to the jugular would be. Right. Yeah. That would be a <laughs> bad situation. Yeah, no, that would suck a lot. <laughs> uh, the next theme... <laughs> I can concede that. Is how bad... Um, the next thing we have, uh, this theme is, is from Melanie Jessel, and her theme is The Law. Um, and this one, I, I, I love amazing. her. I love her question oh so much, God. so much. Uh, and I'm not even going to say it smart to make it read well for you, mm-hmm. the other person that also has to answer this or the audience. Cause it's just so no, I know. I know this. this is beautiful. Yep. Uh, the, the question that Melanie asks as her teaser for her theme of the law is for both of us. Um, it is why not guilty, not guilty. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Um, well, and oh, Drew, how much of the script of Twelve Angry Men do you have still memorized, Drew? Literally none. Damn it! I was hoping we could just do like thirty minutes of one of your monologues. Uh, no, um, I mean, uh, here's the thing: is we can do that because I do have it recorded on DVD, and I can just edit in the audio with the audience also there. That can be done, but it would really? be cheating. Yeah, no, I have it. Yeah, I can just rip the audio from the DVD and just put it in here. How positive are you that you can do that? I'm 100% positive. I don't know whether or not I would, but it is something that is very doable. Okay, well, if you're not sure that you would, because I'm 100% down with that, because that's very funny. Yeah. Um, but um, the reason, <laughs> like, the, it, it, we can answer this a couple times. The first one yeah. is that it was a jury of the peers. 
and they they all decided to say not guilty instead of guilty. That's mm-hmm. just the easy one. Yeah. All it takes is like one person to be a dick long enough, and then everybody else will just go, yeah, okay, not guilty. Yeah, fucking, I'm done being. Um, um, another reason I I didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I I got home, and yes, I know that that. I said I was hanging out with Carmichael, and Carmichael is dead in addition to my wife being dead when I got home. <laughs> I know that looks iffy, that my one alibi is an alibi. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. What, what was the... Oh, boy, it's me, Robin. <laughs> um... <laughs> um and I know that that looks bad, but here's the thing. How could I have killed them both? <laughs> if I'm if only I one was man. up there killing Carmichael, how could I have killed my wife? I didn't kill either, but there was definitely no way I could have killed them both. Yeah, there's no, there's no chance. <laughs> uh, do you have any, any jokes you want to vomit on this one? Um... <laughs> Uh, ultimately, the prosecution didn't present a convincing argument, and so based on that and the evidence provided, there's not enough for me to be willing to sentence this, this poor young kid to death. you got to look at all the stuff. One, where is he getting this knife from? He's not going to come at it from that angle. I don't quite believe it. This is me basically piecing together what I said in 12 Angry Men. I just don't remember the full monologue because it's been years. Um... And so that so that's why it's it's beyond you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, and I think that there is in this case reasonable doubt. Other than that, I think we've hit all the jokes. Okay, good, because cool. I have one for you, Drew. Okay. You you um you 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 came home from from a long day. Um, you get home from your office job, and and. And you you just want to watch some TV, <laughs> okay? Um, but like your favorite type of show is like procedural, uh, uh like crime dramas, mm-hmm. and so that's really what you're hankering for. So really Drew, my question to you is why yawn and border, not law and order. Okay, um. Here's the thing. It's it's I really just underestimated how hard of a how hard of a day I had up there at the uh, up there at the office factory, and so it's 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 actually you know in a perfect world what I would want to do is you know kick back and really watch my favorite uh, favorite show Law and Order really watch them you know go after those crime boys but. I just, it's, it's not even up to me. And so the real reason why is that my body physically needed the sleep or else I was going to die. So I had to, you know, get that rest in. And again, if I'd had my way, I would have watched me some law and order. Oh, no, hold on. I'm sorry. You misunderstood the question. Oh, okay. Why are you watching the TV show (laughs) Yawn and Border instead of Law and Order? That's, Um, That's how I meant it to be presented. Okay. Okay. So why am I watching the show Yawn? Um, as much as I love, you know, the comfort of my favorite show, Law and Order, you know, I love that Dick Wolf. I love what he puts together. He just makes magic on the screen. His um, name's hilarious in a phone book. I just, it, that's all I think about every time I see it. I just go, in a phone book, his name is Wolf Dick, and that's it, funny. That makes me smile. Cool. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, uh, but here's the thing. The way that I found Law and Order as I was flipping through channels, I'm like, Law and Order, that's a new kind of title. I wonder what that's about. Flipped on, fell in love, it's changed my life. 
So, in the in the interest of finding other shows that are going to be as life changing and as just gripping and terrific as Law and Order, I have to be open. And if a show is as similar to it's similar in title as Yawn and Border, there's <laughs> probably there's probably something in there for me. There's something in there that Drew's gonna likey. So that's something I gotta definitely tune into. What season are you? <laughs> of Yawn and Border, um, it currently, unfortunately, it, I'm, I'm at the I'm at the mid season finale, but it's looking like it's going to get canceled. But on the upside, it's going to achieve that kind of cult status that I like. I like to interpret that as it you're halfway through watching the mid series finale, but it looks like it's going to get canceled yeah. as you watch. Yeah, I'm just halfway there's, there's through the, the episode, they just cut to black and say, "Uh uh-uh. uh." <laughs> there's bum, people in the background. <laughs> People in the background just taking parts of the set away. It's you can see it. It's not a. It's unfortunate. Uh, the, the question I. The question I have for you, Dan. Anyway, go ahead. For the, for the theme, of course, being law. Is mm. Daniel why double jeopardy, not double wheel of fortune? Oh. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Well, here's here's the thing about Wheel of Fortune. Yes, please tell me. The thing about Wheel of Fortune is that spinning the wheel is the most exciting part of the show, but not everybody who like when you watch the show, you you see that there are people who just really don't get it. Like yeah. they grab the little thing. And then they just kind of spin it, and it goes around maybe once. Mm-hmm. But it's that real slow tick, and you just see, and you go, oh, God, I hope they hit bankrupt if they're not going to do an actual fucking spin. Mm-hmm. And so when you double that, <laughs> you're getting somebody who has to do it just twice as bad. And now I will say that it is interesting that if you do spin it, you could potentially go double bankrupt. Or alternatively, yeah. you just instantly get 10000 and then go bankrupt all in one spin. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there are fun things there, but because of the physical element of the show, like, people could probably fudge it. They yeah. could fudge it a little bit if they, if they know what they're doing. If they kind of get the vibe of the wheels, they can go, all right, well, hey, I'm going to make, like, just 30000 on this one spin. And you go, oh, that's not very fun. Yeah. It's just, okay, this person's doing really well. The or you just see somebody just really shittily because they're having to grab two at once, and they go, "Ugh, one's with their bad hand." <laughs> so it's, you get one kind of spinning, like just wrong, mm-hmm. or like the little the little flicker thing breaks, or if it's anything like playing the game of life, the wheel just pops out yeah. entirely, and kind of knocks one of the cars down. And that joke is funny because in Wheel of Fortune, they usually have a car off to the side. They do. It's one of the prizes. So just a giant wheel popping off, just bashing a car makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's ultimately a cool idea, but probably not fun to watch, mm-hmm. where Double Jeopardy, it is a staple. It is a thing that, as you are watching, like, when it happens, like, if it's a double wheel... Like, if it's not there the whole time and someone does something to trigger the double wheel, they have to bring that thing out. And that takes, like, a good five minutes to just wheel out the double wheel to see somebody do it bad. It just, the show will have to take about 45 minutes as opposed to 30 minutes. 22 if you're counting commercials and all that shit. Yeah. Where Double Jeopardy, 
like when you choose one of the numbers, you're like, oh man, 400 for uh, different types of hat hair. Like, you get that sound, you get that, and you go, oh shit. Yeah. I got the double jeopardy. And they say, ooh. Alex Trebek says, ooh. Ooh. And he screams. Boy. He's so excited. Double jeopardy. And it's like, your double jeopardy question comes from um, Abigail from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing a piece of how jeopardy works fundamentally. Because I know that that's wrong, but I do know that noise. That's the I, noise that happens. And people get hyped. Yeah, because yeah. it's just it just comes up on the screen and it's so immediate and it's so fresh and you just go ah oh, great and it's also like really <laughs> reliant on just kind of chance and how yeah. well you do because then you also have to like get the question correct in order to do the things mm-hmm. and so it's just it works better mechanically than double wheel of fortune than double wheel of fortune plus wheel of fortune's like, too big yeah it's too much going on it's too uh, big yeah, the the part that you got mistaken is Abigail from Wisconsin is actually the host of of Jeopardy. Alex Trebek is the one who answers the question. Um, the next oh, thing, right? Because everybody has to answer the questions in the form of an answer. <laughs> in the form of an answer. Uh, yeah. The uh, the next theme and question that we've got. Um, this one is from is from Josh Hendricks. Um, no. his, his theme is slogans. Which is great, by the way. I do yeah. want to um, Explain that delve one, yeah. more into these uh, yeah. soon. Oh, absolutely. Um, his his teaser question for the theme of slogans is, uh, Daniel, and this one is, uh, I will say in this one, you were trying to market Klondike bars. You were trying to market them, and you're trying to come up with a catchy slogan. Well, we are trying to market them. Yo, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and so that, we that's are trying the, to market for Klondike, for Klondike bars. And then the question that he gives us, is why what would you do ooh, ooh for a Klondike bar, not what can Brown do for you? Um, my immediate response to this one mm-hmm. is uh, it, it's it's what would you do for a Klondike bar? It sets the expectation that this this shit ain't free, right? Nothing in this world is free. It gives them that harsh reality. It, it you know lets them know up front that there is going to be a transaction involved in them getting this product. And that only is going to make the Klonic bar, once they bite into it, that much more refreshing. That That's right. That much more just a breath of fresh air in their life if they are, you know, they're, they're taking down a peg and they get it. And that experience, that high that they get from the Klonic bar, they are going to remember forever. Yeah, because they truly feel like they've earned it. Yeah. Because, because they, because honestly, I wouldn't do shit for a Klonic bar. That's just me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But I get I get the concept behind it. So what would what would you? Our thing is so good. Mm-hmm. What like, are you willing to do? What, Here's what a commercial. Do? This blonde-haired lady mm-hmm. is gonna just walk into like a, a biker bar and and just sing like a pop song on karaoke. Ain't that crazy? What do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, and I, you? I I like that precedent mm-hmm. because it, even even if it's not necessarily going as hard as you say of just like the. This shit ain't free. Yeah, it's it's a reward. It's yeah. it's that kind of enticing thing of like this is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's just this. like oh okay yeah yeah no I'd probably do something for that for yeah. that reward that's a good reward. It sets up a positive experience for the people who want to purchase, and for the people who are willing to sell. Mm-hmm. To say what can Brown do for you? Let me tell you something about the people who use that slogan like UPS trucks. I think yes. Um, I don't think about them. No. Like, when, when I go to a store and I see a Klondike bar, I say, oh, cool, 
Klondike bar. This is good. When I see like a UPS truck, I say, oh, someone ordered a package. Got it. Like, so, so, there's, there's not anything of, oh, I did this, or even so much that they're doing this because it's such a necessary thing that I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's like I, no I one, no one. Either. It's like, what can Brown do for you? It's like, what does Brown have to do for you? Yeah, is is more so. It's anything I order, UPS is gonna bring to me. And they're gonna do it's it. Like, it, you get some big dude who like used to play baseball, and he's gonna deliver me just like a gigantic, uh, big old. What do you call those? Imagine Dragon dildies, and and that he's not gonna want to do that. And I don't even want to get one, but that's what has to happen. Yeah. You know what it's, I mean? It's, just, it's how the industry works. And so that's, yeah, it's, that's how, it's how the industry works. It's like, you, it's, I, and it sucks to say, but like, seriously thinking about it, I don't have a lot of respect for it. And it might just be because their slogan is just so passive. So, mm-hmm. oh, this is the case. How can we help you? What is our service to you? But it's just like, you know, if you have one friend that's just like, always buying you dinner you don't say thank you anymore you just yeah, go just oh, okay they're gonna buy my food yeah like, that's that that's okay cool got it this is how it works now and so it like especially for like a food mm-hmm. you, you don't want to set that that precedent <laughs> there of just like oh cool it's a con it's a klondike bar great yeah neat and i mean also it, it flips the power dynamic it put it puts all of the power yeah. in the in the customer and while i do want the customer to feel empowered i want them to feel empowered to buy the product, if I'm giving them all that, that means that they're, they're that them buying my thing is like charity, and so it's like, oh, I should be so lucky, and that's not the dynamic I want for this business. Um, with that in mind, Daniel, the question that I have for you again, the theme here is slogans, um, mm-hmm. and, and and this one, I, I think this is just going to be very by the book. This is again, you're trying to you're trying to market. Uh, what I, as a person who has actually completely cut out soda, what I consider to be the only good one, uh, is Dr Pepper, uh, with of course a honorary mention to Vanilla Coat. Um, mm-hmm. What I do, so it's, you're, you're trying to just get people to buy this product. Um, why the slogan "Wouldn't you want to be a Pepper too?" and not Pepper and as a paid spokesperson? Okay, well. Here is one of the main issues with Pepper Ann, and I hate that this is like the only episode I remember, but I was like <laughs> 13 or 14 when it came on. Uh-huh. So it's like maybe it has something to do with like how puberty works. But like one of the only episodes of Pepper Ann that I really remember is the one where she like starts growing boobs mm-hmm. and ends up like flashing everybody and it becomes like a huge deal. Yeah. And I. I don't want that kind of publicity. Like, if I'm going to do something like Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. it's like the name is, oh, that's Dr. Pepper. It, it like has this kind of distinguished air about it. It's a big brand. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have some 14-year-old teeny bopper flashing around her redheaded titties everywhere. Because one, that's a kid. <laughs> Another thing, that's titty. <laughs> like, the kind of... If, if that's my spokesperson, the kind of people coming in to buy Dr. Pepper, like, I just, I see, I picture, and they might not even mean anything by it, but, like, they come in, and they just have, like, two, two just 12-packs of it in their cart, but I can tell that they've kind of put them at the bottom of the cart with, like, a bunch of, like, blankets they, they're buying, they to and, like, toilet paper and, and, like, paper towels, and, and... And they just like come up and and then they say, I, I have two two twelve packs of Dr. Pepper. 
the mm-hmm. bottom of my cart. And I say, I say, oh, okay. <laughs> so I go, I use the little gun, and I'm shaking my head, and I'm scanning them in the cart so nobody else knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then, And then it just comes up on, like, the screen of the things that they've been purchasing blacked out. It just says, like, <laughs> soda, buffalo, rock. Because <laughs> nobody wants to associate with red-headed kid titties. That's just not... That Thought That ain't going to fly. That yeah. ain't going to fly. I'm sorry. It's, it it it's, harms what, the I, What was even the first one? Put some pep in your step? Yeah. Or, <laughs> Maybe. I well, have no idea. <laughs> it's anything is better. Oh, oh uh, uh, wouldn't you want to be a pepper too? Yeah, see, that's good. Like, yeah. even if it means nothing. Well, it's, the thing is, it's called Dr. Pepper. So when it's when you see, wouldn't you want to be a pepper too? Knowing that it's relating to Dr. Pepper, it's it 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 equates to success. Wouldn't you want to be a successful doctor? Mm-hmm. And even though like people aren't <laughs> that outright with it, it is there. It's subtle, but it's there, and and they'll. The brain will pick up on it when the rest of you hasn't really. Yeah. Um, and you'll just say, okay, this is cool. Like, I I can be like the Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And and not like a <laughs> red-headed girl flashing her titties on a trampoline or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I, so, I, I don't want that. Yeah, no, it, it harms the brain. You don't, you don't want to bring in bad publicity as part of your marketing gimmick. No, no, I don't. Um... <laughs> Uh, so my question uh-huh. is 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 about slogans. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> the thing that sucks is that we keep answering together, uh-huh. and then because I don't have one by the time that the first one is done, you're already feeding me another one, so I have even less time because I can't tag team it. Yep. <laughs> so let me think. Um, this question is is um is for you <laughs> Good. Um, and um y- oh man and you <laughs> you <laughs> you <laughs> you are playing basketball Outside with your friend. Okay. And and your friend turns to you. Yes. And he and he says, "Wow, this is a good game of basketball." <laughs> and you turn to him, and you say, "I'll say I'm warmed up because I had Reese's for breakfast." And your friend says, <laughs> "Whoa, you had candy for breakfast." Mm-hmm. And so, in your response, yes. why not candy Reese's Puff cereal? Not yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the reason why I say no uh, Reese's Puff cereal is because I'm lying to my friend. I've actually been eating nothing but candy for seven straight weeks. <laughs> And that's a dark part of my life that I just, I'm, and this is my basketball buddy. We just hang out. We shoot some hoops. We're not that close. I'm really not. You don't not, want to get into this shit. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not ready to be hurt again. So I can't really open myself up to this guy that again, I barely know. Um, and, and so it's, it's just not a, it's like the last a, three breakfasts. First yeah. thing you do in the morning, 
It's a, I eat a whole <laughs> sleeve of Reese's uh, peanut butter cups. Uh, they're real good. And I like them. And hey, I don't even feel guilty about it because you know I do. I do work out. Uh, I exercise. I play basketball the rest of my day. Uh, so, <laughs> so you know I've got a good body. You really must be sad. You would if never. Your day is I wake up, eat a sleeve of Reese's, <laughs> and, and for the next twelve hours I play, I play basketball, basketball. <laughs> uninterrupted. Sometimes with a dude who I lie to. And that's yeah, my life. The one uh, person willing to play with you for 12 hours you choose to actively lie to because you don't want to lose them too. Yeah, no, I don't want him to know the other the other part of my life of the two parts of it that exist. I guess there's I guess there's four. There's there's I wait there's I eat Reese's peanut butter cups for breakfast. I play basketball. The third thing is I lie to this man, and the fourth thing is I go to bed. And those are the four things about me. So I'm lying to him about 25 percent of my life. Um, but yeah, no, that's why. That, that, that's straight up why. Because one, it's I haven't eaten that cereal in years. I tried to go back to it one day, and it tasted just like mush and garbage. And so I can't what, go back to it. Yeah, I guess I had like a bad box or something. I just bit into it and like, and it was. What I like awful. to do is I go down to the Kroger and I grab the the, the multi-grain uh, peanut butter. Kroger equivalent of Cheerios, uh-huh. Ooh. and then I grab the chocolate multi-grain Kroger equivalent of Cheerios, and I just. Half I half. pour those in the same bowl and I eat them, and they're good as fuck. Nice. Um. So I guess the the un the 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 unwanted sponsor of this episode is Kroger brand Cheerios. <laughs> Kroger brand Cheerios is um, definitely not Klondike yeah. or any of the other slogans we've been yeah, doing. Jesus. Um. I will go ahead and actually uh, because this one actually is running a bit long, so we'll go ahead and actually end on this one, which is nice because that means we will have hit. Uh, due to the luck of the random.org generator, we'll have hit one question from each of the people that submitted a question for this and a theme. Very uh, nice. Yeah. Um, so the, the last one, the thing we're going to end off the episode, is uh, is Paul Smith's uh, theme. Uh, and his theme is shapes. Yeah. And, and the question for Paul Smith's uh, theme, shapes, that he submitted for both of us to answer, is why trapezoid, not trap music? Mm. Uh, give me just one moment. I need to bring up what both of these looks like. <laughs> You're gonna do a Google image search for trap music. Uh, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll give lateral with only one pair of parallel sides. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. while you're looking that up, I'm actually I'm gonna go ahead and give my answer. My thing with it is you learn shapes when you're a kid, and I feel like this just loops back in a perfect circle back to the reason why you don't give your child future as a gift. It's just at that point in time, uh, these trap artists, this trap music, just is not the best thing for um, for the, the mental growing state of a child. And now I will say, in defense of trap music as it pertains to being used to educate children, they have a lot of math in there, a lot of counting money, a lot of weighing, um, drugs, uh, a lot of making sure that counts are accurate, and those are important things to learn. But those those mathematical concepts are just not going to really stick with a kid that's that young, and so they are better saved for uh, for teaching them later in their life. Uh, whereas shapes for you know early development, those that's really kind of the age and the time you really want to hit them with that kind of education. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Here's the thing about trap music that I feel Yarr. like people probably don't don't really realize. I listen to a lot of trap music because, one, I hate myself and everyone else. Um, 
And That's one. the thing about trap music is that lyrics are unimportant, mm-hmm. and more often than not, there aren't any. There, there will sometimes be a sample of a thing that is repeated numerous times. Um, but trap music is pretty much the worst aspect of all different types of music. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost techno, almost. but they just turn down the beats per minute a little too much. Mm-hmm. It's almost a rap beat, but nobody actually raps over it. And it's almost dubstep, except for the drops, instead of having a lot of things going on, they take out about three-fourths of the things that were just happening. Mm-hmm. And so trap music is... It is... It, it's sad to say, but it is going in the opposite direction. It is like, you know, obviously dubstep is like the what some people would consider the next level of techno. Mm-hmm. It's it's just what would happen if you did this. Yeah. Trap music is all of these things already existed and instead of adding anything else, they said, "Oh, what if we just took out like most of the shit? Just like <laughs> most of like take out any words, take out just like every other snare. Uh it just like cut the hi-hats in half. Yeah. Let's just remove things." Mm-hmm. And things don't get made just because you take stuff away. Yeah. And a trapezoid is truly just the best combination of shapes. Because a trapezoid can contain triangles. Yep. It can contain a rhombus within itself. Mm-hmm. There can be a full square inside of a trapezoid. You yeah. can have obtuse angles. You can have right angles. You can have acute angles all inside of a trapezoid. Mm-hmm. A trapezoid is actually the pinnacle. The equivalent would be if you were to just take out everything of a trapezoid <laughs> except for, like, the the leftmost line segment and the rightmost line segment, you would have two non-intersecting, not-parallel lines. <laughs> and that would be the equivalent of what trap music is for what it is. And that is yeah. my answer. Yeah, <laughs> solid. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> put me to sleep. <laughs> Just go ahead and give me the injection. Mm. I'll take it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So what's, what's yours for me? Because I don't have mine. <laughs> All right, so my my question around shapes. Fuck. Um is ooh, Uh okay, hold the f- phone. Pick up a phone and hold it. Um Okay. It's unrelated to the question. I feel like I should I should bring that up. Um why, uh, Daniel? The question I have uh-huh. is, um, and th- this is this is for um, this is that that one sucks. I don't want to do that one. You just uh, gotta throw it out, Drew. Just gotta throw it up. Vomit. Why? <laughs> why? God, why? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Daniel, and this this is for you were trying to uh, you're trying to teach the next generation about math mm-hmm. and shapes mm-hmm. uh, and, and about like the entire field of study. Um, but and I think it's key to mention in in this context, you're also really self involved and self important. You got a big old ego. It's so okay, easy. Uh, so <laughs> why why Euclidean geometry? Not me, Clitty, in geometry. Well, and it's unfortunately this isn't hard for me to answer because I'm so self-absorbed. Thank God. Because the thing about it is is that the geometry of me can't really be appreciated. <laughs> like, like, I can do it. Like, I can do me, Clitty, in geometry. And I, in like, intrinsically, I'm like, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. But with, with most things, like, people just... It's like when you find a funny video on, like, YouTube mm-hmm. and, like, you show it to your friends and they just don't laugh at all. Ooh, yeah. Be- because there's something that, that you see there that they don't. Like, they don't understand. And so you try to then... You backpedal. And you're just like, okay, well, here's, here's like, the thing that it's based off of. And you go and you show them, like, the, like all of the layers that make it mm-hmm. funny to you in the hopes that, okay, this is why this is great. And yeah. so in order for people to understand how perfect and mathematically superior Meclidian geometry is, is that I am, like, even if I don't want to, I mm-hmm. will have to show them. I, I have to do Euclidean geometry. I'd say, hey, listen, look at this angle. And they say, yeah. yeah. I'm like, isn't it neat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you say that this angle's complete? What did you say? <laughs> That's a square. A square that has four separate sides. And they'd say, oh, okay. Okay, I get it. And I'd say, all right. Now, imagine that but me, though. And they'd go, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wish I could be part of that world. And then I'd say, yep. God damn it. Yeah, I know. There's some yeah. <laughs> little mermaid for your bitch ass <laughs> at home. So suck off, boy. <laughs> um, um, okay. So there's my answer to that. Um, also, 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 yeah, that's my answer. Um, mm-hmm. So my question to you, Drew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is pertaining to shapes. <laughs> pertaining to shapes, of course. It is pertaining to the shapes. Um, and and you are trying to make make a cereal. Got it. Oh god damn it. And so you want your cereal to be very good. But the thing about it is, is that, <laughs> is that cereals are hard to come up with, you know, like, yeah, like, uh, like Fruit Loops, they got the circles, Wheat Thins, they got the the squares, uh, and then Lucky Charms, they have all of those other oh, ones that they have, um. And so you're trying to compete with these 
Naturally. Naturally, yes. Naturally, you're trying to compete with these. Um, but you really want it to catch. Like, you want it to be really catchy. And so... <laughs> yeah. My question <laughs> is, when you're trying to design this really good cereal, is why... <laughs> trapezium and not circle or oval or triangle or square or diamond or rhombus or parallelogram or rectangle or pentagon or a hexagon a list of or a heptagon or an octagon yeah, or a notagon or a God decagon or a heart or a star. <laughs> why trapezium? Here is the thing. Uh, you get, you got a, you got a, what I personally consider, what it was like one of my aspirational goals and I'm designing cereal shapes. Kind of the, the, the pinnacle is of course, yeah. audience, say it with me, the heart stars and horseshoes, clovers and blue moons, pots, pots of, of gold, gold and rainbows, rainbows and the red balloons. Like you can't, like that is almost a perfect pantheon. That is the justice league of cereal marshmallows. That really is. Um, and so here's the thing. The reason I would go with trapezium. Uh, over any of those other quadrilaterals is you know like a square I mean sure I'm going to be able to have some wordplay with there's going to be ones that are just kind of square marshmallows and one that's like a marshmallow of like a, of a dweeby dude uh, but that's not it's not invigorating it's not, I don't I don't learn anything like I, I, don't, I don't gain anything else the trapezium in addition to being a type of quadrilateral is also the bone and the wrist below the base of the thumb and I don't know about you but I didn't know that before oh, right now uh... and I'm willing to bet yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, did you know that? Oh, okay. And so, and so, like, it's you know, when you're, especially when you're making kid cereals, you do you do have this moral obligation to be educational, to provide more than just you know refined sugar, because that's what most of it is. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm also able to teach them about anatomy and bone structure while they're you know munching down on the <laughs> sugary cereal, then I've done my job. I sleep well at night, and I'm also I'm filling a niche that is just not made. You know, hey, like Frankenberry. Uh, Frankenberry, Booberry, they're teaching people about horror movie tropes. Uh, uh, Count Chocula, he's teaching them about blood types and whatever he does. And so, like, there, there's a lot true. of things being there's a lot of things being covered, right? <laughs> but there's no one talking about all of the very particular bones that make up the human body, and that lets me fill a niche. And those those like a bunch of different bone types, those are going to translate really well to marshmallows. They already look kind of marshmallow-like. You're going to get the fun like femurs and stuff like that. A lot of fun shapes I can play with. And so that's why I would do trapezium and, and so, not like, rhombus and all like, those So you'll have like two different shapes. One is a trapezium and then one is just the bone like shaped like the mm-hmm. bone of trapezium yes and so that means yes. you could like if you ever wanted to you could just go oops all bones <laughs> just, oops all bones <laughs> uh oh accidentally <laughs> bones <laughs> we had a mix up at the murder factory we mixed up all the bones into our trapezium cereal look the bones are loose <laughs> <laughs> The cereal yeah. is just no bones about it. Trapezium shapes exclusively. Yeah, 100%. The marketing sell writes a itself. lot less well. Yeah, no. Oops, all bones. Goddamn, bones everywhere. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. You see all these bones? That is a genuine reaction. Look, uh, hand bones. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, that. <laughs> Uh, that concludes 
<laughs> Hell. The gauntlet, the shocking gauntlet that was audience themes. Uh, I I do feel like we, we came out of that one, uh, I don't know, all right? Yeah, I um, think that aside from like the last little bit, uh, pretty good. Shapes, shapes is hard. Shapes is, shapes difficult. is definitely the hardest. And and it bums yeah, me out to tough. say that because I was kind of like, wouldn't it be cool if like after the break the bank, one of these four we just did gets voted by the the members at home to be a full the the next actual theme for like our next episode yeah. once we come back from breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. But now oh, that we that already addressed our grievances with shapes. I'm almost positive that anyone who listens to it the whole way through will immediately vote Shapes. Maybe. It, it, I feel like it comes down to also kind of which uh, which theme the audience feels like, a general audience member feels like they would have some good ones for. But I, honestly, I feel like any of these would work. That may actually be what we do. I may even leave this in because it'll tantalize the audience with the future. Mm, the future. Um, Mm, the future. Mm. Uh, with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and get the outro music uh, geared up. Do you have yours up? Um, yep, I have had it. <laughs> the whole time? Yep. All right, we ready? <laughs> Five, yep, six, I have had seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight. <laughs> I like that. Wait, it's wait, like, hey, do you have it up? He goes, yep, I have had it. Wait, I have wait. had it. Here it comes. Thank you. What you made me do. Look at what you made me do. I want to sit off these episodes with a kid. Look at that song. Look at I, as a fan, as a really large oscillating fan of her previous record, 1989, I hate that song. Well, it I might just be because you know sometimes uh, like the single, like the one, the single is like the worst thing. Yeah, it's and like, I mean and. Uh, God, and to be fair, I I didn't like Shake It Off either. Like off of 1989, I didn't. That was like the lead single. It's one of the big ones. I didn't like that either. I liked the rest of the album, but I I have not hated a song in a long time as much as I do that new Taylor Swift one. Well, as we always say, <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. bye. It's me, I'm Robin. Robin. <laughs>